tonight we've got Sherry Gaba in to talk about how to know if you're addicted to love, why love is addictive like a drug, and how to move on. We're going to play our game Type Pipe 2, all tonight on It's Complicated. You're listening to It's Complicated with your hosts, Jennifer Golden and Lauren Leonelli, coming to you live from the AfterBuzz TV studios in Los Angeles, California. Hello, Master Daters. Welcome back for another episode of It's Complicated. Struggle is real when you're dating in the city. I'm Jen. And I'm Lauren. And tonight, guys, we're discussing why love truly is addictive. How it scientifically gets you high. It's real, guys. It's true. And why it's just as real as any other addiction with Sherry Gaba. Yes, that's right. Sherry Gaba is a psychotherapist, life coach, and certified recovery coach specializing in individual, couple, families, and group psychotherapy. Mm-hmm. Everybody could use a little therapy, guys. It's psychotherapy, too. Totes. All of the therapy. All of it. And guys, with under 20 years of experience. Over 20 over, years. Over, over. Sorry, over guys. Over and, and also maybe <laughs> under it, too. Who knows? <laughs> experience specializing in addictions, relationships, codependency, trauma, parenting, divorce, and single parenting. Sheesh. Yeah. She's, she's currently serving as a private practitioner and is a consultant for several high-profile Malibu rehab centers. So she is an expert in all the things that we talk about. Yes, and like Malibu is the place where they all go when they need help. Especially Have you ever like celebs. driven through Malibu? It's everything is about like relaxing and spa and recovery and it's like a thing there have, have you not ever noticed that yeah i know that's the place to be if you're like gonna recover the mecca of yeah. recovery if you're gonna be homeless you live in malibu on the beach and if you're gonna go recover you go to malibu yes um also sherry's uh psychotherapy and life coaching they go deeper than traditional therapy and coaching so she has her own little like ins and outs and methods and expertise that which are very interesting and we'll dive into. And also you may know Sherry as the go-to expert from Dr. Drew Pinsky's celebrity rehab show on VH1, you know that one. And then the spin-off uh, Sober House and Celebrity Rehab's Sex Addiction. Even better. Yeah, so apparently sex like that that's a real thing being a sex addict. Oh yeah. Like that's just not something cute somebody can say to like no. get out of jail free. No. It's a real it's thing. It's a real thing. We're going to kind of talk about like love addiction. It's a kind of similar. How you even end yeah. up in that yeah. situation. And right. she's also the author of the groundbreaking and award-winning book, The Law of Sobriety, Attracting Positive Energy for a Powerful Recovery, and this book that we have right here. Yay! The Marriage and Relationship Junkie, yes. Kicking Your Obsession. Kick that habit, yo. Oh, yeah. And it's got a real cute wedding cake on it and two people that are not together anymore, And a guys. slice down the middle. Because I ate it. It's dark. Yeah. Or not. No, it's going to get you to the next phase it's going to get you to the next phase. So we're going to talk to her soon. But first, In guys. a fun way, you guys, you're here. We're here at AfterBuzz TV. And that network keeps the lights on for us. And you guys keep the lights on for them by watching the shows and sharing and telling a friend. And they at AfterBuzz TV, you know because you're a fan, produce after shows for all of your favorite TV shows. There's dramas, there's reality TV. They probably even do celebrity rehab here. I'm sure they do. Um, and 
We need your help at AfterBuzz. They need your help. We're asking you that you can um, please subscribe to one or more of the YouTube channels since there's a lot to choose from. Besides helping AfterBuzz a ton, this is what's in it for you. It caters specific content that you already like directly, directly to you. It brings you your favorite TV shows and after shows so you don't have to seek them out. It's so easy and it suggests content from other channels or podcasts that might interest you. It's just simple. Totally. Simple and easy to do. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, guys, subscribe to our YouTube channels here. Yes. Okay. And discover new shows that we're sure you're going to love. Mm-hmm. Um, like, they all they cover all the, the like, relationship reality yeah. TV shows. Like, Lauren said, The Bachelor. Bachelorette is on right now. We did Love at First Flight. Yep. Um, now there's the proposal oh, where yeah. people get proposed after <sighs> not guys. seeing each other in like, 30 minutes. They probably need to read this book. Yeah. Uh-huh. So, guys, don't be shy. Don't. Go do it. Um, and if you're wondering about pesky notifications, don't be because they're optional and it's easy. So just hit subscribe on that button now for an even easier experience. And let us know that you did that by commenting and saying that the girls from It's Complicated got you there. Yeah. Yeah. You're welcome. You're welcome. Because we are going to continue to do our best to serve you. That's what we do here. We help uncomplicate we your help life you help by yes. giving you the tools to get more content in your inbox. And now we want to help you even more mm-hmm. because we've got a special guest here. Yes, today. guys. She has the unique ability to uncover intuitive insights from her clients' deepest selves, allowing them to manifest their greatest dreams and desires. Welcome to the show, Sherry Gaba. Yay! Hey, so excited Hi. to be with you girls. And you are girls. Yes. Oh, well. <laughs> Sherry we'll was te- Sherry was telling us we were just so young and we were like, well, yes, like my daughter's age. Thank you. We will take it. Um, and speaking of helping us mm-hmm. help you and all of us getting help here, if we want to know if you're addicted to love, because we might be a little bit. There's a quiz too that you can take mm-hmm. to know if you're addicted to love on, on Sherry's, Sherry's site. On Sherry's site, but you, uh, you know, when you're in love, your brain reacts with a hormone called oxytocin, and this is how it's sort of similar to other addictions. And it can be love addiction, sex addiction, things of that nature can be just as serious and as real as an actual drug addiction. It gets you high, guys. Yes, it gets you. Which high. is like cool because it's not a real drug, but then if you are like actually addicted and then you and, might need help yeah into an unhealthy situation right. and it's like taking over your well addiction can take over your life so right. we talk about that too yeah, yeah so why don't you just start by telling us how you ended up in this field in the first place so it started out with celebrity rehab doing the the show around addiction i worked at promises which was the very well-renowned celebrity rehab and that kind of is where it all started. And then, of course, I had to marry an alcoholic to go with that. Yes. So that's one of my, um, we call them qualifiers out there in the recovery world. Um, and then it kind of just morphed into this because really by the time I was your age and your age, I'd been married already three times. Wow. How did you fit so, that in? Yeah. <laughs> I was a busy, busy bee. Well, you know, I am of a different generation and it right. really was all about, you know, and, and the family of origin that I came from. It was all about you are something if you are married. Every time I'd get together with my parents, it's like, well, are you dating? Yeah. Do you have a new boyfriend? And then eventually it's, are you getting married? And you're married? Are you having children? I mean, it was just, and I don't know if you can relate to yes. that. More, oh, yeah, more, no, more, 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 more. So the there was a pressure. But it's much deeper than that, and that's what people don't understand, is that often love addiction, like most addictions, 
Um, there can be a genetic predisposition. I come from a, lo- a lineage of love addicts. My grandmother was married four times. Whoa. My mother had a wonderful marriage to my dad, although after he passed away, she really did pick up um, somebody that and she won't, she won't. She'll never hear this show, so I can say what I want. She, anyway, she picked up not the best guy, and right. I would call it obsession, love addiction. Absolutely. Um, and then, of course, there's me. Okay. My daughter seems to be doing a better job. Good. Then with the okay. same guy. Great. But so. that's also because you've <laughs> dove into this field. You have so much knowledge about it. And it's sort of like helping her or breaking the cycle or breaking the patterns. It's it's just all about having self-worth and feeling like you deserve the best and not being afraid to be alone, not being afraid to be single. You know, um, mm-hmm. after this last divorce, um, I, instead of calling it, oh, I'm alone now, I'm. it's more like, oh, I'm single now. Now... You I'm know, with me now. I'm exactly like it's how we frame it. It's yeah. how we verbalize it. You know, we have to be careful of the words we use because that is going to bring back what it is that we're feeling. That's sure, kind of bring in that feeling tone of I feel good about my life or oh I'm I'm alone. I'm right alone. and putting that feeling on someone else or giving someone else the responsibility or power to make you happy or not happy. It's got to start from well, there's you. There's just this pressure. Yeah, this pressure that yeah, and that's really what love addiction is. It's a feeling of unworthiness, low self-esteem, feeling empty if you're not with someone, just like the heroin addict. Mm -hmm. The heroin addict feels really empty before he gets his fix. He has withdrawal symptoms. That's what a love addict has. I, to me, for many, for a big, large part of my life, it was, it was intolerable. It was terror. It was panic. Oh my God, when am I going to meet somebody else? And after the last divorce, I, it changed. It did change. Although I did take them back. I have to be honest. I have to be transparent. Well, and I tell that story because I'm a therapist and we make mistakes too. Mm-hmm. And so I got, I sort of had what we call a relapse, right? If somebody drinks again when they're in the program, I had a relapse. I took them back. But luckily that's over now and Good. I'm happy. And um, how I did it, I've moved on. How did it feel different? The, I mean, I'm sure there was more than just three relationships. You were married three times. So not four. Four. Okay. And now, if you're in something else, how does it feel different? What's the difference between your frame of mind when going into meeting somebody than it was the four times How before? do you not relapse into an old yeah. habit? You have enough pain, there will be gain. There are just certain things I'm not looking for anymore, I would say. I think there's that list. What do we want? What do we don't want? Uh, making healthier choices. Um, not feeling obsessed. Not feeling like... I mean, I was really enjoying my life the four years that I was apart from him. I took up canoeing. Mm. I made new friends. I was really happy enjoying my daughter, later a granddaughter. And um, I just love my life. I love my life. I don't need somebody else to complete me. I love, you know, having someone in my life, but it's not going to um, be the answer to all of my happiness. It's just not. Well, so now this is, I think, an interesting time to bring this up with dating apps. Mm. It's like breeding a little bit of like a swiping addict because people totally. can just keep swiping until they they think they're going to find the next best thing. And the yeah, next like, best, isn't like that, when do they stop that's swiping? fulfilling some sort of like void or validation that you want through maybe having somebody respond to you or like you back or swipe. Yeah, when match. you get another well, they're, match. They're created that way just for that reason because what you're, what a love addict is doing basically is looking for validation, acknowledgement. And so, of course, having friends, followers, being chosen, that sort of mm. meets that that emptiness of, oh, they want me, they the want chose, me. Being chosen, that's yeah. a good way to say it. Exactly. I have a lot of clients that I see that are actually married that are on these sites, these internet sites, these apps, 
and they're not they don't have any intention of like meeting the person or having sex with the person they just want to be acknowledged and validated they're married wow. and they're uh, do you are I you, thought I heard that wrong but are you oh, yeah. wait hold on so are <gasps> wow. you like get off that app like you that's a wrong oh, way to you seek. have you have a love addiction you are <gasps> you are a love addict um that's you know, real. obviously, if you're going over the and, and you're having an affair, an emotional affair, sure, yeah, you're doing totally, it, and it, totally. So yeah, that's a big issue, a huge issue today with the internet. Whoa. I mean, and then the other thing I wanted to talk about, you said it's like being a kid in the candy store. I think of it as as it's the more disease, like more, more, more. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. who's next? Who's next? Who's next? I found it overwhelming. I actually met somebody very special on the app. But if I wouldn't have, I think I probably would have gotten – well, actually, I did. I, I got off the app. I find it very overwhelming, very confusing. And how do you really know someone from, like, three lines, mm-hmm. really? You don't. It's hard. Well, <laughs> I think it's all about – the hope is to get off the app and to meet in person. And it's just a way to connect you, whereas maybe before, 10 years ago, it might have been at a bar. And before that, it might have been at church. And before that, it was, you know, a or set up marriage up. or I, something. I, yeah, absolutely. But it's the, just a means. It's a means to what we all want is to, you know, meet this person and have a connection and have chemistry in real life. The problem is, is that nobody gets off the app or the percentage of getting off the app and meeting in real life is so much less than just going out to a bar and meeting people face to face. And we think it's because of what we're talking about, the more, more, more thing. Like people just are on their and they're getting their validation from matching and getting likes and their intention may be so subconscious they don't even know that they're not actually there to well, meet somebody. And well, yeah. besides the more issue, which is a huge issue, um, is the problem of ghosting. You know, I'm mm-hmm. sure you've yes. talked about ghosting oh, yeah. on this show. So because it's internet or, or app dating, they don't know you. You weren't fixed up. If you disappear off this planet, nobody's going to be embarrassed because they, they don't, don't know, know you. you. And, yeah. and the friend anything. doesn't know you. They don't right? feel bad really about embarrassing it. They can if vanish. A fix-up. They can yeah. vanish, which is so rude. There's no accountability, like, no right. responsibility. No. I mean, for your generation, I mean, don't you think that's completely I mean totally for my generation that is just like appalling but it happens all the time all the time I actually have a girlfriend and we like date together basically we're like we all date together that's how this show was born exactly and so she's in New York and I'm here and we talk about the differences and the similarities and she'll tell me about like all these guys that she goes out with and some of them will start to pull away or they won't set another date and she's like I feel it coming I feel it coming. <laughs> they're about to ghost. And then she'll try and figure out if they're going to ghost by asking them for plans to see if they say yes or make an excuse. It's or like an respond. experiment at that yeah, point. Yeah, so it's always like the constant fear that, that, that the that, next that one's going to stop. That will actually bring up that, that love addiction quality in a way because – Maybe not for that person, but just the addiction to love or finding somebody. Because we all live by social cues. And mm-hmm. what kind of social cue are you getting when it's an app and they're disappearing? Mm-hmm. It, it just it plays to our, our deepest. You, know, you, you can't really say to someone, oh, don't feel rejected. It's nothing personal. Come on. If it happens of enough, course. it does feel personal. But Especially in dating gets, and relationships. It's like different if it's a job. It's right. like you might not have the skills or whatever but it is. If but if you're really pathological and you really have issues and you are a love addict or you're, you're dealing with other, you know, other problems, it's going to be uh, dating apps is a no-no. It's and, just absolutely And no-no. also that point where you get to I'm now trying to figure out if I'm being ghosted or not. And you're br- saying that it brings up like love addiction kind of ideas or qualities. And I could see why, because at the that compulsiveness point, of the, it, then right. all of a sudden you're like, 
in it because you're trying to not be you're trying to be chosen or you're trying to like stay in it for validation whereas now you're ignoring the fact that this guy's an asshole right and you actually might not like this person and you might just want to win you want to exactly and that's the love addiction unhealthiness that starts happening at that's the the birth of it that is the birth. and then it just gets worse i have a client that you know actually invited somebody to her home that she hardly knew from this Oof. app yeah you know don't get murdered people we, we don't even want to go over how she like described him but oh god the, <laughs> was little, did he drive a van and a have little, a mustache a, a little no. troll shall we say but the point is and still invited him over he didn't look like a total troll from oh the picture so anyway the point is when you're making bad decisions like that you really need to look at what is going on underneath this why are you making these decisions like as a pattern right because it's people sometimes you know slip up and like are just they make the wrong choice but if it's a pattern yeah the pattern of drinking heavily right it's one thing to have a glass of wine two glasses but if you're like getting drunk what's going on what's underneath all this what is it that you're covering up what are you self-medicating totally and love addiction is just like that. What are you covering up? What are you seeking for in somebody else or some other thing that's making controlling your happiness in you, mm-hmm. which is not you gotta start from somewhere else. And obviously everyone has their own like insecurities or sometimes they're happier than others, but when it starts becoming a thing, drinking or boyfriend after boyfriend or girlfriend after girlfriend or sex all the time. And obsession, just obsession. It, yeah. It's compulsive and it takes over your life. That's really the definition of addiction when this thing is taking over your life. You look at Tiger Woods, you know, all of his, yeah. we call them affairs. It was sex addiction. Sure. Absolutely. What? It's hard to understand it as a real addiction when you're just looking at it from the outside and you don't know what that feels like. But, like, we just look at him, like, potentially as a celebrity player type. Like, right. the same people that, like, the Kardashians marry. Well, it's like, like they also have it at their disposal because yeah. they're a famous man or woman or whatever that people want to attach themselves to so if you also have that predisposition to addiction it's now now you're being totally enabled by people who don't even know you yeah you have what it's called yes people and they're just you know kind of bringing the women to him so sure it's much easier it's much more available i don't know tiger Woods personally many celebrities many politicians musicians a lot of them are narcissists Mm -hmm. that's how they get into that arena i'm not saying that he is that's another complication you know are you dating somebody that's a narcissist someone that's an addict um sex addict how do you okay so signs yeah what are the signs or even like you have what are the signs that you see in other people and then after that you have a a quiz on your website Um, yeah if they i think i gave you the link yes you're going to put that up but if they just go to sherrygaba.com i have a whole bunch of quizzes and they get an ebook as well Oh, and, wow. And then you empty can heart. Answer, I did it. I did oh, the quiz. How did you do? I got two. Oh, I don't have the whole thing in front of me, but I'm imagining that that's probably on it, the. It was it, like, it, congratulations, you're fine. Like, those are sort yeah, of semi normal things. Side, right? Yeah. Like, like, what is the scale? One, one zero to, to, one I, to you know three. What? There's like Good ten questions. Yes. There's like <laughs> 10 or so questions. One to three. Like, if you tick the boxes on one to three it's like you're it's fine like you have these things it's like not that big of a deal (laughs) yeah yeah and then more than that was like okay maybe that's not so good take a look at yourself yeah well guys we will be sharing that link to that quiz so you all should really go on it and see and then at least know where you stand totally i mean it doesn't mean it's absolute but it's just something that you can have fun with and pick up the ebook or yeah 
Yeah. They're so, good general questions. Yeah. And so let's just say, you know, our listeners and viewers are everywhere. They're not just in LA. If they wanted to get in touch with you or they needed help, like, can somebody reach out to you? Of course. Yeah. I'm really reachable. They just go to my website. There's a contact form. It's sherrygaba.com. The book, Marriage and Relationship Junkie, is now on Amazon. Great. So, yeah, I'm totally there for them. Awesome. So now, can you explain to us what the deal is with Oxy? oxytocin yeah and sex and like this break it down because this will help people understand why sex addiction is like people are totally like oh yeah he's addicted to cocaine oh but like nobody like we're saying when you say you're a sex addict they're like what that's not real i mean simply speaking without getting too like biological and scientific (laughs) exactly it's it basically lights up systems in your brain and it's the same as any kind of addiction it just lights it up and you want more okay and that's really what it is in a nutshell so is that so? That is how you start to fall in love. I like am such a weird Googler. I want to know everything about everything. So if something occurs to me, I'm like, I'm gonna put it in Google and see what comes up. Yeah. Like I once wrote, "How do you know if you're falling in love? How do you fall in love? Why is it called falling? And where do you then end up in it? Yeah. Like, so what is I'm gonna, falling? I'm gonna post this. <laughs> love is not just a feeling. It's actually a verb. It's like, how are you treating someone? How are they treating you? Oh. That's a whole. Now that okay. probably sounds kind of boring. Doesn't sound as exciting. But it probably is more long-lasting. Right. You're, I mean, you're you're with a boyfriend yes. right now. Mm-hmm. So what? How would you describe meeting him? Did was it like, oh my god? Was it, it was like what, kind of what you're saying. It was a very like slow uh, slower, and steady. steady, communicative uh, process. I think that we were both in different places in our life. So I was more free from my last relationship than he was. So I think his pace was due to a little bit of hesitation from that but still like wanting knowing that the end goal was probably the same as mine just a different pace but I wasn't I was also paying attention to things too yeah actually watching her go through all of this you were very um aware of what was happening like you would say things like I know that this is a good guy yes and then you'd say I know that I'm going to fall in love with him when and like Yes. It was like you could see it because you knew he was the right kind of guy. But I wasn't. And you were attracted so to you, things so that So what he... I'm hearing is you made a conscious choice to pick differently, correct? You had enough of the other type. Totally. Yeah. And, and he so... was different than what I thought I would fall in love with, for sure. I understand. Yeah. That's exactly right. I mean, all of my husbands, different face, different name, same person. Really? You know, addicts, abusive, unavailable, uh... And that was, like, exciting for you, maybe. Well, I was just used – that's just what my go-to was. You know, there was a lot of – growing up, there was just a lot of chaos. I talk a lot about – which I think your your listeners might want to hear about. I had early trauma. I was in an incubator three months. No mother, no touching, no bonding. We all know that attachment is so important. So I had issues. Mm -hmm. I had major issues, abandonment issues, separation. And so this was just my go-to. You you don't – you're not really available, I, I'm going to be like a magnet to you. Totally. And that, to me, was what I called love. Love becomes what we're used to, what we know, what we're comfortable with. It becomes our def- that default system. Makes sense. And I think, you know, you're really lucky you're, like, over 20 years younger than me and you finally got it. It took me a lot longer to it's get it. It's hard. I, I, it was luck, I think, a little bit, too. And Well, I think today you have just more opportunities to learn about these things yes. than I did. I just, even though, you know, we had therapists back when there was just a different kind of pressure um 
And, you know, like I said, if you have these issues, this trauma, you know, there's different kinds of trauma, too. You mm -hmm. can come, you can grow up with alcoholic parents. You can grow up with parents that are divorced when you're at an early age. They're not available physically, mentally. Maybe they're abusive. Maybe they neglected you. And so this is what you think is comfortable. And that's why you pick the, quote, bad boy type. Right. And or isn't there such a thing like people will pick somebody based on, like, their criteria? So, like, they might not dig that deep into if they're an addict or something that actually will affect you long-term in a relationship. But, like, are they a doctor? Do, do they come from a good family? That's nice if they did. They could still be awful. Yeah. yeah. True. Yeah, of that, course they can. Of course. Like, do you they want, go to your temple? Who cares? I mean, they pay money to go to a temple. Well, my, yeah. my, you know, I was like, you smell good, you look good, I'll marry you. Like, that's it. <laughs> and that all those it. things are also important. <laughs> yeah. I mean, being a doctor could be a good thing if you're also a nice person. Looking right. good and smelling good is for sure something you're going to want, but it can't just be. There has to be chemistry. I mean, I yeah. think there has to be. Some oh, for chemistry. sure. I mean, you just can't. But it's a, it's just different. If I think when it's healthy, that's just my opinion. Yeah. Oh, yeah. For sure. Shouldn't it also be like easier and like more you want flow. the same thing? It's and... just more nurturing, like you said. Better communication, slow and steady, and getting not, to know somebody, and not... not like a up and down and up and down because that's like what people call a traumatic bond. That is correct? love addiction. And up that and down. Yes. Well, yeah. And also sometimes what happens there's this trauma bond. Yeah. Like with my last husband, I mean. I did everything to try to get him sober, over the top. Like, I had more information in my brain that what I'm doing is crazy and obsessive, but there was this connection, this trauma bond. We both came from, you know, early trauma, and we just kind of like, you know, it was like, I'm going to save you, I'm going to fix you. It was it was awful and sick. But, but the point of this book is to take the sickness out of it and the shame out of it. In other words, right. stop feeling ashamed for your decisions. You made these decisions... I was so ashamed that I was married four times, and I was so ashamed to talk about it. Why? Because like, you felt like that just meant oh, you, loser. Yeah. Like you know, may as well right. just hold a flag that says loser. I mean, really. And then I just realized, you know, no, I'm not a loser. I made it just choices. took you longer to get there. I just made choices based on my history, yeah. based on where I came from, what I knew, what right. I thought was normal. Right. And also, I mean, that's what the great thing about therapy, but some people don't go to therapy. Some people don't know that they can overcome their situation. Just because your family was a certain way doesn't mean you actually do have to continue living in that way or that that's what you know or, or who you are. Or there's resistance. Like yes. if your desire to be married or have a boyfriend is or a girlfriend is greater than what you know to be true, you don't, you're just not going to care and you're just going to go for that person. You're just going to go for, for whoever, whatever. For whoever. I mean, you'll just take the scraps. That's my mom. I mean, she's with the scraps, in my yeah. opinion. Right. Because she can't be alone. Of course, her situation's a little different. She was a grieving. They were married 60 years and she was grieving and all that. But she just gave herself no time. Sure. She just had to like, my dad's gone and now I have to have another man to replace Place it. Place it. Yep. And that's it. And I don't care like, He's all breathing. These, uh, he's basically breathing. Yeah, he's a body. Like, there's a body here. Literally, that's what it can, c comes to. Wow. And yeah. I remember I was in a relationship for two and a half years where it was just a roller coaster. It was awful. But I felt like because I had grown up in an environment where I had to be strong and I was a really strong kid and I'm strong now, I was like, well, I'm strong enough for the both of us. Right. So, like how you said that right. you could help get th your husband through addiction, I was like, okay, well, this one's not ready for a relationship. That's fine. I will be strong and I will be patient. Then it was, he was like basically an alcoholic. Um, sorry if you're watching. Uh, <laughs> we're friends now. Um, <laughs> but also I was like, okay, 
I'm going to help him realize there's more to life than just drinking and hangovers. And, and you talk yourself out of the things too, like, or is he, or maybe, you know, like you try and yeah. like, then also you get to the point too, where I'm sure you did, or we've both been in situations like, I've been in this situation for so long. I'm not going to watch us walk away now. Right. You like, tell well, yourself real that. there's love there. Oh, that was so. definitely, I didn't want to get divorced again and right. again and so again far, and so. again. So of course I was, I was and also, like, there was just, again, it goes back to the stigma and the shame. I just sure. didn't want, I was embarrassed. And so uh, you, in this book, you talk about how to like get over that in order to move on the stigma and the shame all kinds of like journaling exercises meditations um my story a chapter on codependency about just everything i mean it's just got everything to you know really live a happy healthy life you know whether you're with somebody or not yeah now after somebody gets divorced because there are people that watch the show that do that Mm -hmm. have gotten divorced and are dating again we actually had divorce lawyers on yes oh yeah i was listening to that one Uh what do you recommend for somebody that has just gotten divorced let's say it wasn't a positive experience because most divorces are sometimes aren't. they're amicable, sometimes. but sometimes they're not. But like, do you think you mean that, in terms of dating when uh, they should start dating? Yeah, when they should start. Should they go into therapy? Should they do some journaling and figure out what went wrong? Because it's not always so obvious. What are some signs My to book know is you're perfect ready? Perfect for that person. Right? <laughs> okay, well, good. Guys, yeah, they, they get will, the book. Save them from the next, you know, disaster. <laughs> good. Yeah, some idiot no, proof signs that you're ready. Yeah, to. I mean, I think it's really a great time for self reflection. Like take the time, get into therapy, get into maybe a group. Um, maybe, you know, if it was abusive, you know, find some kind of group that deals with abuse. Um, maybe find a relationship coach, somebody that can help guide you and help you kind of figure out why it is you're picking certain types of, of individuals. Um, I don't think you should jump into the next relationship because I think if you are, it's your inability to be alone most likely. Now, of course, things happen. You can run into someone. You could meet someone. I'm not saying that it can't happen right away. Give yourself some time, you know, take them, just kind of sit for a minute and breathe. And how then, much time are yeah, we Yeah, how do you know? I mean, obviously <laughs> that's different for everybody. Yeah. So what are some things that, <coughs> excuse me, that you know, okay, I, I, the, I'm, I'm feeling these couple of things, so this must mean I'm ready. Like, just. I think you're loving your life like yeah. I was. Um, you know, I was doing great, and then my father passed away, and I think that's why the relapse happened. And I ended up, <coughs> oh, right, okay. You know, kind of going backwards because I was in a lot of pain over that. Um, but but before that happened, I was really happy. Like I said, I was making new friends. I was canoeing. I didn't need anybody. I loved, you know, I loved like binge Netflixing, sitting with my dog. I still love that. I, you love your alone time. You you're okay with your space. It's okay being home on a Friday or Saturday night. Yep. You're just loving your life. You're you're happy no matter. And then somebody kind of adds, and then you attract someone better. Yes. Because you're loving yourself. You're going to find someone else that loves themselves. Yes. And, and isn't needing. Right. And like has a sense of urgency to like just fill a void almost, right? Yeah, I'm a, my first book was about the law of attraction and recovery. You attract what you are. Yep. Like attracts like. We get what, you know, you're going to attract exactly how you feel, what you're vibrating at, mm-hmm. so to speak. And you know, if you're if you're just out of a divorce and you're in a lot of pain and you're grieving and maybe you're a single mom now, you got to kind of navigate through that. Give yourself time. Yeah. You oh, um, Sherry, move your mic a little closer to your mouth so everyone oh, can sure. hear your amazing advice yeah. because we don't oh, want to okay. lose you on this. But oh, now I can hear you better. There you go. Yeah. Just make just make <laughs> sure. Funny how that works. Yes. Yeah. Um, and also, I feel like that's how it happened for me. I spent a long time being single, and then I can attest to this personally. 
there came a time where I was like, I knew that I wanted to find a partner. I wasn't like, oh, fuck that. I'm like a single girl and I don't need anybody. Like I wasn't in that. I was, voice. I was, and that's how it sounds. <laughs> that's what single girls sound like. Yeah, that's the single bitchy me. I was single and I was like, I Translation, want. Translation, men are, you know, can I say assholes? Yeah, yeah you can men are assholes. I can't find anybody. So I just want to be alone. Yeah, no. And it was like, I was definitely like, I want this, but I'm having a lot of fun being single right now. And within like less than a month, That's it exactly happened. when you meet someone. You know that old yeah. adage? When you're not looking, you find them. I mean, that's yeah. the problem you can't with the fake apps it. Yeah. because you're looking, 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 and it just like creates this frantic search. Totally, oh God, no. because you feel like if you're not swiping, then you're not putting in the work. Yeah, and then how are you ever going to meet that person? And then you blame it on that, like I'm not putting in the effort. Right. It's my fault. I'm not putting myself out there. It's so crazy. Or if you're not what going on now. enough dates. I mean, yes, like, right. I literally my whole life I could never tolerate more than maybe one date a week. That is not going to, you're not going to find someone generally that way. You have to kind of go on many dates and right. meet many people. So I didn't go on a lot of dates and I settled really fast because mm-hmm. I didn't want to go on a yes, lot of dates. Yes, because you mm-hmm. knew you didn't want to do, so you were staying with the person because of things that you did not want, not because of things you wanted in them. More or less. Yeah. More or less. I mean, at this point for me, it's And like, I didn't like being alone. Like that, I yeah. could be alone now and be really happy. So if I'm going to spend time with someone, I better really like being That's with what them. I was going to say. For me, it's the same thing. I got to Don't a you point, love your dog? Oh my God. I love her. I love my couch. Yep. I couch. Love, yes. Oh my gosh. I have all of the things you could possibly watch on TV. I have every podcast in the world. There are books. There are so many things, so many things I can do, do. that we can do without right. anybody. So it, it really does take a special person that that you're going to like devote your time and to. that Absolutely. should be the way it should be then that person becomes special and you it's become additive. special to them adds to your life right. not makes your life like for me if you're going to get me off my, my couch uh-huh. and I, like i put on an outfit that's not a robe and go in my Big car somewhere yeah rattles. i'm like you have to be someone i really really do want to spend time with well, like then you might be ready to meet the right person I, or maybe you maybe have. i have i don't know i, don't know. I don't know. drive to the valley for this person and from i don't the city from west or, hollywood that is a a real thing, people who are not from is LA. Is he driving just as much as you are? Um, I go to him. It's just way more convenient than him oh. coming to me. There's okay. no parking on my street. There's no space. We have okay. two dogs. It's okay. a whole. It's I just easier. It. Okay. Um, so, but he would though. <laughs> he totally it's would. Not that okay. he, I'm just yeah. checking. I yes. just, I Good actually point, volunteer. Though. Yes, absolutely. pay attention to those kind totally. of things too. Don't ignore those things just because you want to have a boyfriend right. or a girlfriend. Like, no, it's how does gotta he be treat, a How does he treat a waiter? Like, that's a telltale right. sign. Of totally. Like, what kind of person is this? Are they thoughtful? Do they do nice things? Exactly. Is he yeah. thoughtful? My person, he is very thoughtful and does nice things. And I actually volunteer to go to him. But I always say something is only far if you don't want to go. Yep. Oh, totally. And I, there, I don't even want to go down my own street. So yeah, I, to go to the valley, I'm like, you're like, I must really want to go. That's a really good sign if you don't like someone, if you don't right. want to drive there. Another Telltale song, you go to a, a movie. This was like a biggie for me. And if they go to hold my hand and I'm like totally grossed out, that's definitely a no. Oh, a my no. God. No, Hard no, pass. no. I had that happen to me. I was met a guy that was like, I think at the time I was like 31 and he was like 26. And I remember, and he was so cute. And I knew in my mind, like, I'm not going to fucking date you. You're like. 
like a child, but you're really cute. <laughs> and like he put the that effort cute in. Can go really far. He wanted to be around me and with me and showed up. And I couldn't ignore those things, but I also didn't want to ju- prejudge him for being younger. And he could have been one of those anomalies that was like a more mature guy for his age, but I just couldn't get past it. And he went to hold, and I would talk about it sometimes, like, well, you're so young, you know? And like he went to hold my hand in a movie, and I sort of like, you get maybe. The and yes, and he said, what? Like your skin crawls. He's right. like, what? Can a 26 year old not hold your hand or something? And I was like, oh God, I cannot do this. And yeah. I was like, gotta go. But he was, you can cute. relate. Yeah. So I get it totally. You have to pay attention to those things. Don't ignore those things just because you're like, but it's a body next to me, or I really want to get married by the time I'm 30. Yeah, if you're saying Ugh. things like, yes, but, it's like that's in therapy too. And you have clients that are saying, yes, but, yes, but, there's something else going on. Okay. You're not looking, you know, you're probably in some kind of denial. So making excuses is some right. making, not a good. Yeah, being in denial. You know, addiction is the only disease that says you don't have a disease. So think <sighs> about it. You know, if I'm an alcoholic, if I, you know, admit I'm an alcoholic, guess what? I don't get to drink anymore. If I'm a love addict, if I admit that I'm a love addict, oh, I guess I have to take a break from dating. Right. Like, why would I want to do that? So it's, but it's, you can go back to and it, also though. making excuses. Unlike an alcoholic or a drug addict, you're probably not going to go back to the drinking or the drugs. But if you're a love addict, you can you need to take a break. But then you have to approach it in a different way exactly. and coming from a exactly. different place. You know, but, like if people go to Sex and Love Addict Anonymous meetings, they have certain these like circles and they have different like things that you do within these circles like oh I, I you know I don't date for six months or I don't fantasize for two days or I don't know whatever oh. it is, whatever their issue whatever it is their issue is like coming up with like a plan because you can't you yes you have to date like if you're if you're a sex addict and you're addicted to porn most likely in your circles it's like no porn like uh-huh. ever right which makes sense <laughs> ever okay so then <laughs> like, that, like right. you can't uh, like go back into it at some point that you just cut that out of your life yeah right. it would be like never Cold having turkey. a drink again your right. porn right. is the wine or another one maybe like fantasizing mm-hmm. like all the time like during the day like obsessive fantasy at work can't concentrate, you know, always looking at, you know, scoping women out or men out or whatever, that would be in their circle, like mm-hmm. no fantasizing. Got you it. Know? I mean, you have to just come up with, you know, what works for you and your situation because every situation is different. True. Okay, what if you're dating somebody and they have like a porn addiction, but you don't know, how can you figure that out? Like, is there a sign that yeah. you're like dating somebody that has an addiction? Um, how would you know if they have a yeah. porn addiction? I, if they're always... Well, first of all, maybe they're sexual anorexic with you. They don't want to have sex with you because they're only addicted to porn. Oh. Or they or they just want to have sex with you with the porn. Oh. Or, or make it like or a porn. Or they're not having, like I said, not having as much sex or pop. Yeah. I mean, it's hard to know. Um, it's really hard to know if somebody's a porn addict. It's more about once you find out, then what? Then right. what? I mean, it's it's really about does it work for you? Are you okay? What both watching porn together? Or is it? Is he only excited? You know, is he only turned on when he watches porn? Or right? You know, and maybe he's not turned on, and he has a limp thing because he watches too much porn. Almost thing. like your mic is limping out on us yeah. again. Good <laughs> segue. It was like it's like that poor mic. It's 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 feeling like it might have a porn addiction, and it's having I, a problem. I think people need to. Start by figuring out if they have an addiction because yes, like you know, you could just say, "Oh, I really like this thing." At what point do you say, "I really like it," or "I actually Again, have a problem"? It's when your life is becoming unmanageable. If this okay. so-called person has a porn addiction, they're watching <laughs> porn all the time. They're missing work. They're yep. missing dates. Yeah. They're they're just unavailable or being secretive about things Very or something. Secretive, yeah, yeah, right? yeah. I mean, 
I think eventually you're just gonna. You, it, it would out. expose right. itself somehow. It, it I would actually get... do have a fear of love addicts. I'm always like on the hunt to see if somebody is really ready to be dating again. Because they'll tell you their story. Or like, ready oh, to be dating at all. Right. Or just like, I just got out of a relationship. I just got divorced. I, um... Next. Yeah. It, I, like, I am Next. super <laughs> yeah. on the hunt for these kinds of things. Because I'm like, nope, don't waste my time. Hyper If you're not ready yeah. because of the one I told you about that I was like, okay, I'll be strong for both of us. Like, you weren't ready, yeah. but I'll be patient. I'm like... No, no, no. Yeah. If you sound anything like this. While paying attention to the signs of if you're Don't ready because. Don't fall in right. love with potential. Yeah. You're yeah. pretty much going to get what you're going to get. Right. Much, so. You okay. want to kind of figure that out in and, the early days. And you don't want to, like, displace your, not that you're doing this, but people in general. Like, you might have an insecurity about that within you. Like, am I actually ready? And am I, like, projecting that onto that person? pay attention to you you have to be ready too obviously but if you're paying attention to something like that most likely then you're not in denial that that's your situation i would think oh yeah yeah yeah, yeah. i'm i just am wondering for the audience yes oh it, yes well <laughs> i i too because I, think I, I figured it out i am perfect and have no issues exactly <laughs> And, and she's seen. super humble yes no i'm kidding that is a total so, joke in your new situation yeah um you don't feel like you have to fix or change or any of that no I mean he got divorced at some point and so my whole thing with him was like well how do you know you're ready to move on oh okay like yes do you know what went wrong question yeah have you talked to anybody about it have you really dissected it I'm like on the hunt was it a recent divorce (laughs) I mean over a year ago oh okay (laughs) I'm like are you still sure you should be dating right maybe you should be dating more than one person I said that to him I was like I don't know if you should only be seeing me. Maybe you need to be dating more people. So He's like, I would, what? I, so I probably wouldn't do that. <laughs> sure. He's like, no. He's like, you're pushing him out the door, you know. Yeah, exactly. You're sabotaging something, somebody that may be really great. Right. And he is. <laughs> yeah, but that fear comes in, too, where you're like, right, I've done that, too, where, in a, my yeah. own ways, where you're like, but are you, but are you, but do you, but how much do you, right. but what is, yeah. you know, because you're, like, afraid that they might not. I'm also always the type <laughs> of person. you're my age. I, want, I mean, layer after layer, yes. year after year. I mean, you guys are still young. But Very you. young. Thank and, you. and that's probably Babies. why I was married three times by the time I was your age. But after that, you know, you just have all of this, these layers of trauma and everything. Yes, that it affects you. Yes, it does. And that's, again, I'm going to go back to don't feel ashamed of these things. Yes. Like you've been through a lot, girlfriend. I mean, it's okay. Yeah. Or we, guys. Or guys. May have guys both. Great advice. And before <laughs> we go, we are going to play a really quick game with you because we're talking about love addiction. But there's also like on this underbelly of that, there's like, ooh, what if you're like addicted? to a certain type right yeah like, like you ooh, said the, you were addicted to I like was, bad was, boys oh, basically. i definitely had a, a look it was a type yes break that cycle so we are going to talk about celebrities which you have worked with before um and they that are famously addicted to a certain type and we are going to ask you to give a quick quip of advice for someone who might be attracted to this type how they could like broaden their horizons and step out of their comfort zone in our game called type hype so for example Taylor Swift. You're doing a test. Yeah. So I'm, you're going to give advice to this oh, kind of okay, person. Got it. Okay. So Taylor Swift, she goes for these British guys. So what if all the time, right? Like that's her type. So what if someone's like attracted to a type of person who's like from a far away place, like away from Only. where you are? And so away. she looks for unavailable people. Yeah. I mean, so she, they're, and they always end up breaking her heart because yeah. they're, they're love avoidance, most likely. So most she, likely. And they're yeah. famous. So she should try yeah. and date closer to home. For sure. Yes. I mean, that's an obvious one, yeah. really. I mean, 
Yeah. Okay, let's take uh, Khloe Kardashian, for instance. She's dated some basketball players. Uh, she was married to Lamar Odom. And yeah. now uh, she has a baby with Tristan Thompson, who is clearly um, these guys are he came like out and said what he's a sex addict. He there said, are potential players that are also away often. So how does somebody yeah. like break the mold from that? Yeah, that's she's making the same choice over and over again. Yeah, again, different face, different name, different body, but the same type of person. I mean, I think that she she has to make like you did. You have to make a conscious choice, like. What are the Date things, somebody different. Right. Like, what am I really looking for? What is it that I really need? The other thing I want to say that I didn't say earlier is when you pick unavailable people, it's also because you're probably unavailable to yourself. Yes. You have your own intimacy issues. Like, if you're always blaming the other person, oh, he's just not available, there's a really good chance you're not available. So there's something about her that is unavailable to herself. Yes. Reflect that back onto you. Okay. Exactly. We're going to do one more. Adam Levine, he always dates a Victoria's Secret angels these are like so if you're the type so of that's person, probably someone that watches a lot of porn that <laughs> or i mean really so, someone who goes for like an uber beautiful person who's like always better looking than you like what does that say about you well what it's that um what do you call it their trophy yes that's right trophy it's like vanity trophy also yeah. to be like a, oh i got that, that person well it's basically that person is a reflection of how i feel about myself if you look good on the outside then i look good mm-hmm. so it's possible that he doesn't feel so good on the inside and she's going to be his you know trophy oh his boy. validation well if yeah, that come back to validation yeah, yeah if that is, sounds like you then take that advice and read this book because that could help you too. And yes, Sherry, and it's available on Amazon. Yes. Yes. Uh-huh. And, and how go to SherryGaba.com. Yes. Love to if they can write me. Um, check out all my blogs and my quizzes and ebooks and everything else. And on Instagram, they can follow you. I'm on Instagram. I'm on Twitter. All Sherry Gaba. Sherry Great. Gaba. And oh if they're in LA, they can go to Malibu and get some addiction help. From <laughs> you. No, I'm actually in Westlake Village. Oh, in her private yes. practice, yeah, which is a very. But nice I do life coaching time. everywhere, so people Great. can contact me for that. Perfect. Awesome. Thank you so much for coming. Thank that you was for so having fun. Me. You guys so are hard. so you're more adorable than when I oh, got here. Thanks. <laughs> we Thank love you. it. Um, well, guys. Uh, us adorable girls, we're not going to be here next week or the week after. We are on a break. A, a summer break break. Yes, But that's we're right. not breaking up. And it's we not will permanent. Be back. No. We are going to be in back in the studio July 11th. Um, and we've got guest our guest, a singer-songwriter, Jerry, Jared Lee, in for more dating and relationship fun. And don't forget to follow us on all the socials at Complicated Show. And again, on July 11th for our live show, we'll be coming back refreshed and new and oh, yeah. ready to talk about love. Can't wait. And maybe we'll even have some love updates ourselves. Ooh, we might. <gasps> Who knows, guys? So tune in. Where can everyone follow you, Lauren? At Lauren Leonelli on all the social meds. And you can see all of her travels. Yes. And you guys can follow me at Jennifer Golden on all the social media platforms as well. And we will see you next in two weeks. Yes. Three weeks. Summer. Three Happy weeks. summer. Love you long time. From executive producers Maria Menunos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff. We would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other after shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. The views expressed herein are those of the host only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals. 